0: Greetings, all you boils and ghouls and everyone in between. You're listening to Smash Cinema, a horror podcast. This is Josh, and with me is my spooky spouse, my smoking hot wife, Megan. Hi! Yep she She's dying to be here. <laughs> <laughs> totally dying to be here.
1: It <laughs> was a horror fun.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to get a lot of those. So, essentially, you're here because you've either been a fan of our previous work on Main Event Pong, or... Maybe you just jumped over and you found us, but either way, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in for our goofy, fun little horror musings. So as we start with every episode, we've got ourselves an adult bevy just to uh, share, and, uh, well, we've got our own, but this episode we're going to be drinking the Hobbs and Highball, and it's by a website, Geeks Who Eat, and uh, it's a nice little blue, frothy, gin-flavored concoction.
1: Looks very pretty. Let's cheers. All Spooky.
0: Right. Yeah, here's a little dead also air. Also, Hobbs End. Hobbs End.
1: In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah,
0: no, that's exactly this what is this is for. My favorite
1: John Carpenter movie, just so you guys know. Spoiler alert.
0: All right, here's some uh, here's some dead air while we try this.
1: I just taste lemon.
0: I think the fact that the it's fact good. that it's very mild in terms of the flavor, that probably means that it might be a little bit dangerous because you know whenever you can't really taste the booze in something.
1: This is a story of my actual life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I don't know. No,
1: but, yeah, I think it's good. It's lemony. Mm.
0: That, that, that's something that's very delightful on a nice, hot summer day like this. All right, so pretty much on this podcast, we're going to be going into, you know, obviously items in the horror genre. We're going to be looking at movies, TV shows, books, games, toys, all sorts of fun stuff. What we're gonna do is we're gonna start off this show. This is our little pilot episode. We'll see how things go. Do we make it past yeah, episode so don't one? Don't judge us. No, no, judge away. I don't give a <laughs> shit. But you know, we'll see if we make it past episode one. <laughs> the Phantom Menace of our uh, podcast, Ooh, if you will. the
1: Phantom Menace?
0: Yeah. And what we're gonna do in this episode is we're gonna go through uh, just a just a kind of a way, a welcoming way, and see like you know you can kind of get a sense of who we are, what we like, and things of that nature. And what we're going to do is, we're going to go ahead and give you our top five horror movies. And yeah, so, but before we do that, let's go into uh, some recent horror news. Let's see here. It looks like, uh, for all you uh, Scream fans, Scream 6 has started filming uh, earlier in June, it looks like, and it's due for a March 2023 release. That's fast. Yeah, well, you know, horror films they're low in cost and usually high on return, but
1: as long as we get good gore. Yeah,
0: we'll see. But it's rumored to take place in New York City, so they are moving away from Woodsboro, but I think in I think in part three it took place in Hollywood, didn't it?
1: Yes, it partially took place in Hollywood and um two wasn't really in Woodsboro, was it? The college?
0: Um, I can't remember the exact anyone. I mean, I don't think, yeah, no, I don't think two took place in uh, Woodsboro Mm -hmm. either, because that's not where the college took Mm -hmm. place, but yeah, you're right. And uh, so far, the returning cast includes uh, uh, Hayden Panettiere as Kirby. Yay!
1: Justice for Curly! Kirby! Curly. (laughs) Yay! Justice for Kirby!
0: Rest in peace, headphone users. Sorry, I'm loud. And then Courtney Cox is coming back as Gail Weathers.
1: Kirby's, like, the best character.
0: Well, you like her because she is, like, super, super duper into horror and whatnot, and she, you know, flexes her horror muscles.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: And she's hotter than the sun in that movie. And so. I
1: never really thought she was that hot before. It, not that she's unhog God. I mean, I would have traded her at any point in my life. But um, I think that, I don't know, just, yeah, that scene where she names all of the horror movies, I was like, oh, my God, Kirby. <laughs>
0: All right, and then there was uh, big news about uh, Nev Campbell and her possibly returning or not returning as Sydney, which I guess I, as of recently there's been rumors that they settled that contract dispute. As, apparently they were not going to pay her what she felt she was worth to return to the film, but now there's rumors that they've settled, which they Good, damn well should have. <laughs>
1: honestly you need to give her respect. Like, I don't care how many new characters... You introduce unless Sydney dies in one of the movies in a very like poignant and um, like meaningful way. But other than that, they need to pay her what she deserves. Yeah, you know she's a legend, and just because she doesn't really work outside of Scream very often anymore does not mean that she should not be in the movie because of salary like yeah. give her what she wants don't disrespect her that way
0: th- Wes it, wouldn't have done that and I, no no Wes would not have done that he mm-hmm. would have said pay her what she wants I mean mm-hmm. she's the spearhead of the freaking franchise she's Sydney but in any case it looks like it at least according to the rumors it looks like that that's been resolved and she will be returning but we'll see let's see another news Terrifier 2 um is releasing in time for the Halloween season 2022 Oh, excuse me, and then it looks like it's going to be in theaters, and then it will exclusively stream on Screenbox, which we got Screenbox recently, and that's only because um, they had Freddy's Nightmares I don't even on know there.
1: that we got that.
0: Um, <laughs> why didn't you tell me? I know. I was like, why you didn't tell know you tell me to buy this? That. No. Um,
1: I loved Terrifier One. We'll probably talk about Terrifier One in another episode or whatever. But a lot of people think that it's just gore, and there's like. You know, a lot of people in the horror community only like gore. A lot of people in the horror community do not like movies that are only gore. I think it's not just gore. It's mostly gore, but it's fun, too.
0: The look of Art the Clown itself is really creepy Mm -hmm. as shit, and um, I really love the -hmm. acting.
1: Oh, he is such a good actor without any words. And the thing is, the thing about me that you will learn a little bit later in this episode when we get into the content in this episode is i love basically any movie set on halloween except for maybe actual halloween i mean i don't dislike halloween no but.
0: she's she's already sh- shots are fired but yeah. <laughs> i'm
1: just not the the big halloween fan that everybody else is
0: yeah and that the david howard thornton sorry i had to look it up really quick but yeah he plays art the clown and he's uh masterful in the role, does so much with uh so little regarding he, no dialogue and whatnot. He's just a silent killer. He likes to toy with his victims and stuff, but good times, and we've been waiting for that movie, so mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to get it around Halloween yep. when we need it. Let's see. Last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. We're all fans here at the, uh, the household. I love Joe it, Bob. It's been renewed for season five on Shudder, which obviously, I mean, at least in my opinion, if you... It, you know unless he's like like done done and he just can no longer do it then it's like i don't know shutter can get rid of a bunch of subscribers the moment that they get rid of joe bob uh uh the last drive-in with joe bob briggs because um i mean that's i mean it's not to say us i mean we've been shutter subscribers for countless years we got that Mm -hmm. you know and and you know fell in love with the last drive-in with joe bob briggs you know i remember him back from his days on um Mm -hmm um monster vision on uh, tbs and um on the movie channel and stuff but um so it was, it's good to see that he's gonna be coming back for uh season five
1: doesn't feel like friday without joe bob and darcy
0: i know which as of recently <laughs> which as of recently we've had so many freaking plans and things that we've done we haven't been able to watch it live i've been watching it mm-hmm. on sundays Yep. all right and then uh let's see just some release date info uh, for any, like, the horror-related fun stuff. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is coming out this July 12th on FX. American Horror Stories will be back July 21st on FX. And uh, if it's anything like last season, hopefully both stories are watchable and not just the first half like last season. The the one with the, uh, the alien babies.
1: American Horror Stories is the anthology where it's a different episode every... Different story every episode. American Horror Story is the one where it's. um, Oh,
0: yeah, they did the double mm, feature thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, American Horror Stories, like most of the episodes were good. I, you know, I I love one. I love season one the best of all of the American Horror Story seasons. I do love three, of course, because Coven was amazing. I loved Hotel. I loved Apocalypse. Um,. I love Nineteen Eighty Four, whatever it was, but um, I do think that they relied a lot, very heavily, on the murder house in American horror stories. Where I, I think maybe I would have seen some, like somehow tie them in with a character or something, but seen more different stories like we get from Creepshow or. You know, tales from the crypt, or you know, masters of horror, something like that. So hopefully, we get more, maybe like one nod episode to American Horror Story, and then more just standalone episodes from this season. What do you think?
0: Oh, I just, I the only one that really stood out to me is the one with Drive the in. Um, the drive-in. Yeah, I
1: felt like Chillerama.
0: <laughs> it was like more of a serious <laughs> Chillerama, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do love the whole concept of a movie that kills you when you watch it like cigarette burns the yeah. uh the masters of horror episode the one oh, yeah. with um glenn from uh uh walking dead and uh and udo kier that was and, uh, and that was all well, that was john carpenter too the but the
1: ring is that's the plot of the ring too
0: oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. Let's see to much people's delight, not mine. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 will be out on September 30th on Disney Plus.
1: I'm excited about Hocus Pocus 2, but not as much as everybody else. I do like I said, I like all movies set around Halloween time, but I do think that the Hocus Pocus girls have adopted other horror movies that you'll learn about lately and I kind of feel like get off my lawn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, I just, no, it's like five, was it five years ago or so? It's just all of a sudden, it's like Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus was like the greatest up. thing ever. And I'm just like, I, I don't, re- it's a great I
1: movie. I watch it every holiday season, but it's not, I don't, <laughs> it's not the quintessential Halloween movie. It's not.
0: Well, to some it is, but I mean, well, I don't know. I, either way, though, it, it had to be mentioned because it's a big thing, you know, amongst mm-hmm. the spooky community and whatnot. Maybe not necessarily the horror community, but. I,
1: I, questions about the trailer i'm like um isn't binks dead (laughs) Or he like didn't he go to heaven it's
0: it's his it's his long long lost cousin drinks
1: (laughs) hey i would watch a movie about drinks (laughs) or dinks it's it's
0: it's his long lost cousin dinks (laughs) it's
1: a drunk cat and it has the personality of salem from Sabrina. Not the, not the chilling adventures of Sabrina, but you know the sitcom Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
0: Yeah, oh
1: God. <laughs> he's so funny.
0: All right, let's see. And then um, they we saw this trailer in the movies. Um, it was a teaser, but then they released the full trailer recently, and it's uh, for a movie called Smile, and that's coming out September thirtieth. But just based on the trailer alone, it looks like it might be something it looks worth so checking creepy. out. So
1: creepy. And ever since I did that, I've been trying to like practice a creepy smile, and really, it just looks ridiculous. Like like.
0: Yeah, you do look. Is it rid- it's not creepy. It's ridiculous. I yeah, know.
1: I can't do it. That's how they cast that movie. You, you clearly, look like,
0: you look like somebody smacked you upside the back of the head, and that's how you look.
1: I wonder if people walked into the audition and they were like, "Do a creepy smile," and if they look goofy, they were like, eh, "Next."
0: Yeah. Really. <laughs> Let's see. For you fans with nostalgia, Ghostbusters: The Afterlife sequel is going to be coming out December of 2023. I thought Afterlife was just okay. I mean, I, I liked it. I I thought it was the. um you know the jurassic world awakens essentially so it was
1: better than jurassic world um i just felt like
0: i just felt like it was the same it was pretty much a carbon copy of the original movie just like the force awakens just like jurassic world
1: i found the main what's her name the main actress i don't know i found her (laughs) i found her very charming
0: i mean if anything she was like the only thing keeping that movie together because Mm -hmm. what's his what's his dick from uh Stranger Things, I could have cared two shits. The mother was probably the worst authority figure uh-huh. known to man. She's Paul Rudd was this. just kind of excited to be Paul in Redd a Ghostbuster <Redd>. movie. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, hey, I don't the know. the
1: CGI, though. No, I mean, no spoilers, but the CGI was good. Yeah, no. At the well, end.
0: Effects are good these days. I mean, come on. You can bring all these actors back from the dead. I mean, granted, Robert Zemeckis did it in Tales from the Crypt way long ago mm-hmm. when he did um, You Murderer. But in any case... Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, um, for all you kaiju fans, the Godzilla vs. Kong sequel is coming out March of 2024. So plenty of time to
1: CGI the hell out of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, for and I know there's quite a bit of kaiju fans. I know we went They're to fun. we went to Monster Palooza, and I just kaiju shit everywhere. Like I'm I'm over there I'm out there looking well, for vintage toys and monster shit
1: monster Palooza. Yeah, I know, but I'm just and saying they are like monsters.
0: See, that's one of the other things about me is I never was a fan of kaiju. It I wasn't love a fit. the only hey, fun thing. fact. What?
1: I'm actually kind of afraid of kaijus. Most people don't have a fear of kaijus, but I do occasionally have a nightmare about like a kaiju trying to get me from my house. Everybody knows, I mean this is new to you guys, but if you know me, everybody knows I'm afraid of zombies. Everybody knows I'm afraid of ghosts. My biggest fear is the sun, because I'm pale. Um, She's secretly a vampire. I probably am. I can neither confirm nor deny. I am mildly afraid of the dark, but I also like the dark. It's I'm really messed up. But I have a secret fear of kaiju, which is why I kind of like them, because I like horror because I like to be scared, not because I'm impervious to fear.
0: Well, I don't know. I just my only my only um childhood, you know, memories of kaiju or anything like that was Godzilla meets Bambi. That's it. That's the only thing that <laughs> was in my Godzilla past. Meets Bambi. And and going to the theater to see that god awful Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie which, you know, It's not good, you guys. It, no, it's when you when you're when your primary main character is a bleach blonde who's trying to act like a reporter and she finds a tape inside of a tent that says "top secret," like literally the—it's a VHS <laughs> tape that says "top secret" sitting on top of the goddamn VCR that tells about like the secrets of Godzilla. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's obvious. I don't know. I'm just—I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody agrees that 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 movie's mm-hmm. dog shit. But in any case, that was the big thing about that year when it came out. It was the you know the big mm-hmm. the big trailers and whatnot. Which yeah, they did so well for ID Four. But yeah, if not for that. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and get into it. We're going to go into um, our top five horror movies of all time. But first,
1: what t-shirt are you wearing, Josh?
0: What t-shirt am I wearing?
1: Yeah, what t-shirt are you wearing? Oh,
0: wear? I'm wearing a The Fog shirt. It's by, uh, this thing is named Sam Coyne, I think. Uh, his name's, well, Samhain, if you uh, if you follow him on Instagram. But this one's from uh, Gutter Garbs, I believe. And then uh, you got, what do you got?
1: Pumpkinhead from Cavity Colors. It's a tank top. Cavity Colors. If you ever listen to this, which probably not, but if you do, make the tank tops again. That's the second time I've told you guys that. And, I love uh, them.
0: Devin and Devin did that one, mm-hmm. I believe. Devin. So, all right. Yep. But um, yep. So now that you know, yeah, we have um, boatloads of shirts. We could probably build we got a gigantic a problem. Uh, no, and we, we have a solution to. We have tea We have a horror t-shirt solution.
1: Yeah. We could tent our house. It might not work.
0: For, it might not work for you, but mm. so now we're going to go into our top five horror movies of all time. Just kind of get an idea of like who we are, what we like, and things of that nature. Maybe you'll see some things in there and be like, "Well, what about this movie or that movie or you know, or these guys are vanilla as fuck or I don't know." I mean, we're just we figured we'd start off with this before we start getting into anything else. Just start off with the the basics. But um, so what we're going to do is we're gonna, I'm going to start over here with Megan. She's going to give her number five. Go to me, I'll get my number five, then four, then four, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, we did not combine uh, a top five between the two of us. This is our individual for, top five movies. This would take we're a lot, are not
1: capable of agreeing on that.
0: that. Would take, um, a, d- d- uh, that would take violence, a, that would take violence, so probably be the end of our marriage, um, many counseling sessions, probably violence. Get, get remarried, and then and I then, would win. And then get another divorce. And
1: then our top five would just be my top five.
0: And then, yeah, then it would just be... Uh, it's, it, would, it would be happy wife, happy life. So, But uh, before we do that, uh, just go ahead, give, go ahead and give a few of your um, honorable mentions. Just like three of them. Three honorable mentions mm-hmm. that didn't quite cut the mustard.
1: Candyman. Okay. Hatchet. If you know me, you think of me as... You think of Hatchet when you... If you... Have seen Hatchet, and you know me. You're a friend of mine. You think of me when you hear the, the name Hatchet. Would you disagree with that?
0: I think of you and Zack Attack.
1: Mm-hmm. And Adam Green, of course.
0: Um, well, I mean, well, obviously.
1: And last, probably, A Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so okay. let's see. My honorable mentions, we go with some Night of the Creeps, some Fright Night, the original... Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I love the remake, but the original is is one of the best horror movies of all time. And the original, Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock, because it's fucking great, and the soundtrack kicks ass. Mm-hmm.
1: It, I love Psycho. Yeah. Psycho is like the quintessential classic horror movie. I mean, I love Universal. I love me some Hammer. But I, there's just something about Psycho that just... I don't know. I feel like there's so many movies today that would not have been made without it.
0: No, of course not. And, mm-hmm. you know, many toilets are now featured on TV screens all over, and all over the and movies. And also
1: slips. Isn't it the first time a woman was featured in her
0: it slip? It might be. I'm I, pretty I,
1: sure it was.
0: I know it's the first, it's the first motion picture in America, at least, that showed a flushing toilet. I know that. Which, I'm you know.
1: pretty sure that Janet Lee was the first person, first actress featured in underclothing. As well.
0: In, like, a mainstream movie or something Mm -hmm. like that. Not something that was, uh, you know, a a naughty film. (laughs) 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 All right, so... Okay, so we're going to start with Megan. And already right out the gate, she's going to start some shade because... She has a tie for number five. I
1: cannot untie it. A
0: tie it, for number five.
1: This is before we even put this list together. I've said it from the first time he tie. asked me. He had to think about it. I did not have to think about it. I had my top five already. I was like, oh, easy. I already have that. I have it in my phone, just like in my phone. And, um tie. But I have had a tie for five, okay? So, God number damn. five. And I'm, me me saying this one first above the other does not make it not a tie. It's alphabetical order. That's what,
0: yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you saying. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, number five, An American Werewolf in London by John Landis. So, um. What's the other one he, then? Okay, and yeah, go number. Ahead, just go ahead,
0: they're ties, Number so.
1: five is Silver Bullet That's my favorite, Stephen King. You know, I love Stephen King. I've read a lot of Stephen King's books. Um, I'm a big reader. I don't know if you know that about me. I love them both. They are both werewolf movies, but they're two completely different kind of werewolf movies. In An American Werewolf in London, you are seeing the movie from the werewolf's point of view. You are experiencing what it's like to become a werewolf with him. Um, it's not really scary. The, the scene on the moors is a little scary at the beginning, but it's not scary. It's more fun and more just kind of cool. And it is a little emotional because, um, you know, if you watch the movie, you know what happens. Um, whereas it's a,
0: it's a 40 year old movie. I if you, know. It, spoiler okay, ban has okay, been so, lifted. Okay. So here's the thing. If we bring up anything that would be considered a spoiler in any of these movies on the list, all these movies that we're gonna say they're anywhere between thirty to forty years old.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, not all of them.
0: No, most of, most of them are. Well, one of okay. them's like fifteen years okay, old. Okay, but want, the rest of them. Yeah, but the rest. Okay, the majority of them are really fucking old. So if you haven't seen them by now, mm-hmm. then sorry, but I'm gonna we are gonna do our best to not do any yeah. sort of like quote unquote spoilers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, get on that shit. Yes. Watch this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So. So it's more of a hey, I'm a werewolf. Here's my experience becoming a werewolf. And also, a naked American man stole my balloon. You know, it's the best line ever. Um, Whereas Silver Bullet is more of your, you're playing a game of ultimate werewolf. Like, who done it? Who's the werewolf? And it's more scary because there's children. Anytime something is happening to children in a horror movie, in my opinion, that makes it that much scarier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the villain turns out to be someone that kids can usually trust and go to, you know, to protect them and keep them safe.
0: You no, know, debatable. Mm-hmm.
1: And all, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's got a point. Wah, wah. He's got a point. But anyway, that is that's debatable. Not, you know, he kind of be looking like preacher from preacher but it's got a really cool villain it's very well acted you you get some comedy in there you know but for the most part i do think they are both werewolf movies but they're two completely different kinds of werewolves uh movies which is why i like them both and they're both number five and no i'm not picking one
0: yeah trust me i already tried that but um but it, it, we can segue into mine, though my number five is an American werewolf in London mm-hmm. 1981 director John landis yes. um but th- that that's been something that's been like well obviously since I was a kid it's something that my parents used to watch. I remember getting spooked out big time by the scene when you're in the uh, when you go into the woods and he's dreaming and Alex is going up next mm-hmm. to his bed and he opens up his ma- his eyes and his mouth and it's like that little jump scare and whatnot. For some reason, things like that with the eyes and when I oh, you know, that got me when I was younger. But you can't go wrong with American Werewolf in London. It's mm-hmm. got the com- the comedy in there. It's got groundbreaking, still good to this day, uh, creature effects by Rick Baker. He he more nobody up to that point because I don't think The Howling had come out as of yet. I I think this one came out before The Howling. I'll have to double check. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Just. Let me have it in the comments. I don't know if these things even have comments. I think they do, but I haven't uploaded one yet, so I don't know. But in any case, um, you know, other than that, they've just been kind of like, you know, rotoscoping Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, fading in the, uh, the werewolf effects and things like that. So this was something that hadn't been done before but it's um, so
1: cool too it stands up to this day no no it's it it stands that it definitely
0: stands the test of time and it's still just as great you know now as it is and then of course the makeup work on jack his Mm -hmm. uh undead friend as he goes to the movie and he keeps decomposing it's so fucking great Mm -hmm. and it's just the characters you kind of you know you feel for the characters and you know i love the doctor he's just like He's not outright, like, um, like as the movie's progressing and whatnot and he's realizing something's going on, you know, David is pretty much, yeah, yeah, my friend told me I'm a werewolf and, um, I need to kill myself, otherwise, you know, he's gonna walk in limbo until I'm dead and blah, 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 and everyone else is calling him crazy and nutso and whatnot, and the doctor's like, hmm, and he literally just, he, it, it's like, and, and, you know, the typical trope in horror movies where the adults are just total fucking morons Mm-hmm. And, and this one here, he actually does like the homework and he like tries to hunt things down. He's like, something's not quite right. I'm looking into this, but he's got that sense of belief, you know, be, well, I mean, it must be just be the man of medicine sort of thing or whatever, but in any case, it's, it's still my favorite werewolf movie and, um, uh, my number five, but, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And we saw it, um, at the new Beverly, um, that at on a awesome. midnight showing and, uh, outside of the. Jag off who was crunching his oh ice, sitting God. right next if to you. You're the
1: ice cruncher from that movie. Go
0: fuck yourself.
1: I have, if I was a witch, which I'm not, because whatever. But if I was, I would 100% voodoo you. That's all I'm saying. We'll
0: just call Dan House, and he can curse him. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. So, all right, Megan, your number four. Ooh.
1: So my number four is um, a little film called *Delamorte Delamore*, A.K.A. the Cemetery Man. Directed by Michelle Sawavi, you've probably seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's a super fun borderline jalo. I don't think it's technically jalo, but it has the feel of it.
0: I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's Italian. Mm -hmm. It's definitely got the Italian feel of a horror movie. I don't know if I'd call it jalo because it doesn't have like the striking colors
1: of Mm -hmm. a jalo.
0: Yeah, you know, and um, but anyways,
1: um. It's a movie that, you know, all three of Michelle Zoavi's movies, he has three, the other two being the sect and the church. So like those two movies, Cemetery Man is gory with really cool uh, practical gore. Um, They're all sexy, uh, very sexual, and they're all just like weird. (laughs) So Cemetery Man is just weird. It's um, just a cool kind of zombie movie, kind of like a trip, man. Like it feels kind of like a a long drug trip. But it's it's a really fun movie. I really love it. I love everything about it. I love how it's acted. I love how it's shot. I love the stories. It's probably it's not an obscure horror movie at all. It's a very popular horror movie, but it's of of my top 5 the most obscure, I would say.
0: I would say it's I would say it's a cult I would say this cult would classic. go under cult classic mm-hmm. just because of the fact that it is. I mean, I wouldn't say it's obscure, but it's definitely not something not, that's very it's mainstream. It's not like on Elm or Holiday, No. It's or it's Friday it's it's very main. It's yeah. not mainstream. I wouldn't say because mm-hmm. I mean, I just I remember when I worked in a video store back in the uh, '90s, was when um you know back in the late '90s, and you'd see the commercials for it and things like that. So you would see things for movies like that, and then City of Lost Children and um, shit like that. But that's where I ended up seeing that and ended up renting it, but also like that Mm -hmm. and uh, Dead Alive or, yeah, you know.
1: I think I got it for the first time at DVD Planet, which, which used to be a store that we had out here in Southern California. We're Southern California based. There was one in Rancho Cucamonga and one in like Huntington or something like that, Huntington Beach. Um, and man, if you'd ever been to DVD Planet, it had the best horror section. It did have a fucking
0: great horror like, selection. when
1: you, when you walked in there, you would be like, Jack in Town. You'd be like, what's this? What's this? And then when you left, you'd be like, Jack, at the end of the movie, because you spent so much money, you'd be like, what have I done? That's, I mean, literally, you would walk out with like 30 movies. Well,
0: you did, you did find a Blu-ray edition of it, which is gorgeous. Oh yeah, I but, have a
1: Blu-ray. So I don't know DVD. if it's, um, I think it's not.
0: It might region be. One? It might be. It might be like a region B or something yeah. like that because we couldn't play it on our regular D Blu-ray, but we Blu-ray, played it we on, we played the, it on the Xbox, Xbox so. and uh, and I think that played fine.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how about you, Josh? What is your number four?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was my 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 my. Oh, my well, you look. You have a drink. <laughs> Why don't you take a drink of that lovely uh, highball? <laughs> I talk about in my number That's four. All right, my number four is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. And I just remember I posted an Instagram pic a few years ago, and I'm wearing a Halloween 3 shirt, and I got people asking me if I'm wearing the shirt uh, ironically. ironically, and I'm just like, fuck no. Halloween 3 is great. It's, it's
1: the best Halloween movie come at me. I don't care. Um, it is.
0: It's the. It, in my opinion, it's the best of the franchise, but sorry and uh, shots fired, I'm not a Michael Myers guy. I I like the first one.
1: There are no bad Halloween movies, except for maybe the one with Buster Rhymes. What is that? Resurrection? That one's not good, you guys. Sorry. If you like it, no. Anyways, but there are no bad ones. But this is, and as I, this is the third time I've said this. I love movies that take place on Halloween that are about Halloween, and this is the only Halloween movie where the fact that it's Halloween is quintessential to the plot of the movie.
0: I love the characters. I love the character of Don Chal, of uh, Doctor Chalice, mm-hmm. Dan- Dan- Daniel Chalice, Tom Atkins. He's the man. He's the, best. He's the hunkiest of the hunks he's in this movie to do two things drink beer and bang hot bang hot chicks (laughs) three things no because all those things three things because he needs to figure out what's going on um and then pretty much figure out what's going on with silver shamrock and all their shenanigans shenanigans and whatnot but i I do love uh connell cochran i think he's a fantastic antagonist I love his plan. I love you know the fact of what he's looking to do, the reason why he's doing it. The musical score is fucking so amazing. Good. I, I uh, we got Midsummer um, Scream coming up, and um, Alan Howarth is going to be there, so I get to meet him and um, have him sign my Halloween Three vinyl. That's going to be fucking great. That's
1: going to be fun.
0: That's going to be great. But um, yeah, no, I mean seriously, yeah, no, Halloween Three. It's my favorite of the Halloween movies, <laughs> and granted, it's not. A Michael Myers movie, but I'm glad it's not, because what happened with Halloween 3 was it was supposed to be the start of a anthology series for Halloween, because John Carpenter, they did not want to do Halloween 2. They did, they wrote it and produced it, but they didn't direct it, but they only did that because they were told by um, Universal that they were going to get to do their anthology series after that, because Michael Myers was dead after Part 2. But then, you know, because we can't have nice things... Halloween three came out. People were asking, <laughs> "Where's Michael Myers?" And even that's to this nice. day, when you hear people, when you hear people bitch and moan about Halloween three, it's like, "I don't like it. It doesn't have Michael Myers in it." But
1: it is getting more popular recently. Like you're seeing way more merch lately. It's because
0: people are watching it. Mm-hmm,
1: that's true. It's
0: because people aren't just being like, "I don't like it because it doesn't have Michael Myers." Watch the fucking movie. I love
1: that movie.
0: It. it I'll tell you this. You watch it all the time. Halloween three is more of a Halloween movie than the original Halloween.
1: Yeah, In sure fact, is.
0: Die Hard is more de- uh, Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than Halloween is a Halloween movie.
1: Hey, man, Die Hard can't happen if it wasn't for Christmas.
0: Exactly. Halloween can take place any day of the year.
1: That's your stereotypical Gen X right there. You know, everybody else you've got your millennials talking about, "Oh, we don't want to work ourselves to death." <laughs> you no, they your, just they just don't want to work. You got your boomers being like, "Work, work, work, work ethic," and then you got Gen X over here being like, "Die hard." is a christmas movie
0: <laughs> pretty much I, I think i saw that on a meme somewhere i
1: did that's a meme all i took right. that from a meme
0: do it what's your number 3 take take it, take right. your, take your highball
1: my number 3 is probably the scariest movie on my list definitely and i would argue that it is the number 1 best and scariest ghost movie of all time and that would be poltergeist 1982 Directed by Toby Hooper. There we go. A.K.A. and or Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Okay, look at there. There's definitely some Toby Tobe. I don't know how you pronounce it, guys. I've heard it both ways. It's Toby. Okay. There's some Toby Hooper in there, like the scene in the bathroom where the dude's face literally melts off 100% Toby Hooper. Okay. The scene where Carol Ann, like, passes through Diane, like, and she's like, I can feel her. That's Spielberg. I'm sorry. Anything where it's, like, family values, yada, yada. And look <laughs> it. Toby Hooper m- might have directed Poltergeist, but the only reason why is because Stephen King, or Steven Spielberg could not, he could not direct it because of contractual obligations for E.T.
0: He was filming E.T. at the same time. Yeah, and they
1: wouldn't let him, right? Wasn't it, like, against his contract?
0: Something like that, but I think also they were, like, filming both movies, like, right near each Mm -hmm. other, too. So he would go over and visit the set all the time. Like, like if you watch any behind-the-scenes thing on Poltergeist, he was there Mm -hmm. a lot. He's (laughs) never not there.
1: That's what I'm saying. So... I know... His fingerprints
0: are on it, no know, doubt. There's a
1: big debate, but he, he at least partially directed it. It's like when you watch... <laughs> it's like when you watch a, a Return of the Jedi.
0: He had nothing to do with Return or, of the Jedi. Uh, sorry,
1: Empire Strikes Back. One of them. I don't know. He, anyway. He, he didn't have anything to do with that yes, either. he did. Anyways. <laughs> um, but here... Here's my thing. I think, you know, it's, it's a rumor to be a curse movie. If you guys want to know about that, go watch it on Shutter. It's a whole series about Cursed that. Curse films. Mm-hmm. It is creepy, it's well acted, the score is a creepy, little kids being like, la, la la
0: la That's Jerry Goldsmith, mm-hmm. he's fucking amazing, he, Everything he does is amazing, everything he does is amazing. Jerry Goldsmith is one of the best.
1: Uh, didn't he do The Omen? Yes, he did. The Omen is also great. Anyways. Yes, he did. And Tangina is one of my favorite horror characters of all time, played by Zelda Rubenstein. She is the character that is, I think, loosely based on Lorraine Warren. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard it said from time to time that Poltergeist is possibly based on the same family and story, very loosely. Okay, very loosely adapted from the story and the actual events of um, Conjuring Two, except like way better than Conjuring Two, obviously. <laughs> and it's just scary. Like, and obviously, you know, I can't, I can't talk about Poltergeist without talking about the creepy clown. Um, that gave all of us nightmares as a kid. If that didn't give you nightmares as a kid, you were born a psychopath. You were always going to be a serial killer. No, the
0: fucking clown got me when I yeah. was younger. Mm-hmm. The fucking clown.
1: Yep. You were always going to be a serial killer. You're a psychopath. And um, may God have mercy on your soul.
0: Oh. Ah, Josh, that's or, or, your or, or you're just growing up to be a fucking very seasoned, uh, accomplished horror fan. You know. That, too.
1: Uh, I am that, too. And it still creeped me out.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and... um segue into Megan's number 2 because my number 3 which is also her number 2 is The Lost Boys directed by Joel Schumacher in 1987. It's
1: an amazing movie.
0: Our favorite vampire movie
1: of all time.
0: Of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those movies where I grew up with it, you know, growing up I remember Me seeing too. the the trailers for it and just, you know, you the face uh Kiefer Sutherland's face coming out of the shadows the brow is furled the eyes are glaring and shit and you're just seeing that on the tv screen and just like that that sticks with you and that and it's between that and then also i mean it had the corys in it and the corys were huge back then so Mm -hmm. that was like and you know you saw the corys in there as a vampire movie you had the rock you had the look and just
1: got bill from bill and dead
0: oh you got oh yeah you got alex winter Mm -hmm. you got uh um, Diane Weist, you Jason got Patrick. Jason Patrick. I know you like you some Jason Patrick. He's
1: a very attractive man. He is
0: a good-looking man.
1: He's very attractive.
0: Yep, he is a good-looking mm-hmm. man. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> How does that go again? <laughs> oh, I gotta yeah. got wipe my chin up. Yeah. But um, but no, it's just it's one of those movies that stuck with me. As a youngster, it just stood the test of time. It's still fucking great. It's um and of my top five, it is the only film I have not seen in the theater yet, and we're hoping to. I
1: know.
0: Hoping to find a screening of it. It's it's the 35th anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping that up around the boardwalk, they're going to do some type of screening around Halloween, so we can drive up there and go check it out. But
1: that'd be awesome. Um, I I love it. I think it's cool. Like, I don't feel like I've ever watched a vampire movie and been like god these vampires are so cool as i did with lost boys um i think it's both both really silly and somehow still really serious at the same time um soundtrack is amazing i'm not even talking the score i'm talking the soundtrack oh no the
0: soundtrack is like, great yes. it's it's on my uh, it's on my list
1: lost in the shadows i love that anyways um <laughs> One of the most rewatchable movies of all time. It like, is very
0: rewatchable. You can
1: never like anytime, I'm never like, yeah, oh, just watch Lost Boys if I can't figure out what I want to watch. I can literally put that movie it's, on. Back it's one to of your. That. It's one of
0: your comfort movies. Yeah,
1: you can. It. You can put that movie on at any time, even though you can recite it start to finish right now. And
0: I can recite it. I
1: can. Start, I can recite we, it. I too. can recite
0: it. It's. Mm-hmm. I've seen it that much.
1: Start to finish and. It's so quotable too. You have so many good co- quotes like "Death by Stereo."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do love the grandpa, and he's got the, um, uh-huh. and he's got the uh, the old fart covered in there with his root beers yeah. and and uh, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then of course you got um, uh, Max. Oh, I've, Max! Is great. Get, the, get the actor's it's name, like but he's Ed. awesome, Edward Herman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ed, yeah, Edward Herman. And you can't, you can't. Uh, and then of course. Kiefer Sutherland is David.
1: Saksman.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Timmy Capello. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah. No, my mom. She can't do vampire movies. She can't do devil movies or anything like that. But she cannot watch anything with Kiefer Sutherland anymore because of Lost Boys. She that's she a lot of good she movies. is ruined by Kiefer Sutherland because of Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. So, but I, um, I think
1: that's why I love Kiefer Sutherland.
0: No, I I would do a disservice to the movie if I don't also mention uh, the one and only Billy Worth. I don't think, uh, I don't, I, I don't think Billy Worth gets enough love because, yeah. you know, and then, you know, of course he was on American mm-hmm. Gladiators back yeah. in the day. That's probably I why I still missed, remember him. Uh,
1: Corey Haim is in two of my top five.
0: Yeah. So he, Corey Haim is in. R.I.P. In your, yeah.
1: He's in two of my top five. Is he the only person in two of my top five? I think so.
0: I think so. And I, and yeah. then Tom Atkins is in two of mine.
1: Yep. So he, um, you know, he's up there and the thing is, you know, I, about Lost Voice, a lot of people don't like Joel Schumacher because well, of Batman it's, and Robin It's
0: because of Batman and Robin yeah. that literally they they over they mm-hmm. overlook a bunch of his other films but and whatnot Batman like Falling and Robin Down and shit
1: is not good you guys I'm not going to say it's good but there are way worse movies out there like But it's fun to watch like Sam Raimi doesn't get that kind of shit because of Spider-Man 3
0: well, it's because now you've got it's turned into a fucking meme on, but that's a that's a totally different thing. You got yeah. the you got the fucking um, zelennials coming out and trying yeah. to make but it happen.
1: I think I think Joel Schumacher's great. All of his movies are dark and goth like, and like they kind of evolve goth wise over like the time periods. So like you got your eighties kind of goth going on in the Lost Boys, like punk goth kind of thing, you know. Um, and I love that about him so.
0: And like one thing I d- discovered, like watching it all these years later and whatnot after you know, you know Twilight darkened our doorsteps. Um, but uh, Lost Boys, he put glitter in the blood. Like when they're ro- I mean, walking around outside and shit saying. like that. I mean, they did it for obvious practical reasons. They wanted that blood to really look shiny and yep. they wanted it to really stand out. But yeah, he put glitter in blood. Look, at. I am not know,
1: a Twilight fan by any means. I'm glad. I am not a Twilight fan, but there's a lot of Twilight elements in other Lost Boys movies, or in other um, vampire movies, like... Uh,
0: She's never seen a vampire movie in her whole life. What are you talking about?
1: Uh, it's... I'm just going to tell you right now, <laughs> it's all... In the K I did read a book for a previous show. Um I didn't actually want to read it. Um, one of our friends, David, actually committed me to it, but whatever. And my thing with it is it's just too descriptive. But I feel like Anne Rice books are so descriptive too. And me, I'm the kind of reader that when I read I want I don't want you to give me all of the information. I, I read because I am imaginative. I want to fill the gaps in with my own imagination. Fill that gap. Yeah. So yeah. Fill fill the the gaps. So yeah, I want to fill the gaps with my own imagination, and I don't feel like either Stephanie Meyer or Anne Rice gives me the opportunity to do that. Um, But I don't know. Men hate that movie. It's just you guys being sexist again. That's how you do. You hate everything girls like. Anyways, moving on
0: no no i'm not gonna lie there, there's a lot of sex there's a lot of sexism in the world but mm-hmm. that's that what we're here to talk about nope. <laughs> all right
1: all right what's your number two josh uh
0: my number two we just saw it um a couple weeks ago i think yeah the that was th- fun we went to a uh, screening at the uh, the frida in um santa ana horror buzz put on a fucking fun as shit show um, They're
1: so fun. They put on the best screenings.
0: I know. I can't wait to go to more. Um, they mm-hmm. did one of their um, Friday night frights. Uh, I don't know if it's called Friday night frights, but I know they take place on Friday night. But um, my number two is Creep Show from George A. Romero, Mar- George A. Romero, and Stephen King. I'm just gonna say that because Stephen King did write the movie. Um, They're
1: both gods.
0: It's celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. That was a 40th anniversary screening mm-hmm. when we went to. I mean, we did a 40th anniversary screening for. Halloween three, we did a 40th anniversary screening for Poltergeist. We I mean, do another Halloween three one too. Yeah, the,
1: the year is young.
0: Yeah, it is. But uh, Creepshow is just—it's an anthology horror series. It's an homage to all the EC comics of the, um, the 50s and 60s, and it's just. It, just the look of the film, it's got comic book elements. You're literally watching a live-action comic book mm-hmm. before... It feels like that. Bef- it's just the way with the plates and um, the backgrounds and the way everything's framed and everything is transitioned. And all all the stories are fun. you, you got Father's Day, you've got The Crate, Jordy Varell. I love him. You've got the E.G. Daly one with the cockroaches. And then, of course, you've got Leslie Nielsen and um, Ted, Ted Danson's Danson. uh, story there. But... Everything is just, you know, great. It's got the fucking amazing score by uh, Harrison. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those movies that I remember, I remember certain stories when I was younger, when I was watching it, and certain ones, like, stuck with me. Like, I don't remember too much about the character of E.G. Daly in the last story of it, but I do remember the scene where the roaches come burrowing right out of his stomach and just start piling out everywhere. And then, of course, you know, the scene with Ted Danson's head in the sand and he's just drowning in the water and he's trying to hold his breath and, um, Geordi turning into a human, you know. It's
1: the best.
0: And then, uh, uh, just all these... It's Stephen King. Yeah, and it's and it's also practical effects by Tom Savini. Mm. Yep, he did all those nice, great, practical monster effects. All, always amazing. And then, um, and of course the wraparound, it stars, um... Tom Atkins mm-hmm. as uh, an abusive father. So sexy. Oh, well, you know it is Tom Atkins. I mean, <laughs> the the man is a hunka hunka. Hunk and then also um, Stephen King's son Joe Hill was the uh, the youngster. Yep. In the wraparound too, but uh, it's near and dear to my heart. I love the movie. When we went to go see it just recently, I had an ear to ear grin the entire time. I was just you know mm-hmm. sucked right in. You, too. Yeah, we did a trivia, and um, it was about anthology movies and anthology horror movies. So what they did was they had like five choices up on the screen, and then above that they would flash the questions, and the answer was one of those. But it started off a little iffy because one of the guys was um, was uh, just hitting the buzzer really fast, then reading the question. And then trying to answer, but he still got it wrong. So I had to pretty much, I, I didn't realize till like three questions in that, because the, they were reading you the questions, I didn't realize that the questions were up on the screen printed until like three questions in. I'm like, oh shit. And then that's where I was able to, you know, go in. But, you know, I ended up getting a nice little goodie bag and whatnot. But I, I love I love Creep Show. That was a great screening. Definitely recommend, you know. Five out of five. Five Smash out of Smashy Pashy Smash Egg. Eggman. <laughs> five out of five.
1: Love it. Perfect. I agree.
0: All right. Give me your number one.
1: All right. So my number one, and if you know anything about it's me, no surprise. you should not be surprised by this. This is my desert island movie. I've seen this movie so many times. I literally watched it for 24 hours straight one time on Fearnet on Halloween back in the day. Um, and that it is Trick or Treat by Michael Doherty. As I mentioned, this is my fourth time mentioning it. This I love movie set on Halloween. Like I literally want to move to Warren Valley because it seems like Halloween is so lit there. And <laughs> I, I essential, I love Sam more than any character in any movie ever. Okay, Sam is my guy. And it, this is not me adopting this recently because in like 2017 on a lot of people adopted Trick or Treat. Like I was Rhonda in like 2010 for Halloween.
0: Speaking of lit, this drink is getting really lit towards yeah. the bottom.
1: So I was Rhonda in 2010. like, And back then, so I lost my first two copies of the Trick or Treat DVD, loaning them out to it's people. Because people loved it so much, they stole it. Back. it. <laughs> if, you have, if you're one of those people who have my original Trick or Treat DVD, please bring it back to me. It misses its mom. Anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> she will find you and she uh, will kill if
1: you. To, if you've been my friend for like more than... Fifteen years, and you saw that movie. I made you watch it. Like, for reals, I made you watch it. It's like Hatchet. I made you watch Hatchet. She is the OG
0: trick or treat. I am.
1: I just I feel like I have to freaking defend it because now it's all popular, and you know I have the original Sam Pop. Now they're hard to get. Not really. They're at Spirit all willy nilly. But anyway. I love it. It's so cool. It gives you this Halloween feeling. The stories are amazing. It's an anthology um, of intertwining stories. You know, there is uh, great actors in it, like uh, Tomo. got Pennekit. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have all you know all kinds of great amazing stories going on. Uh, you've got a werewolf striptease with titties. You've got say
0: striptease; they're just ripping shit off.
1: With titties. <laughs> got my favorite story is uh, the school bus massacre with little kid zombies. Like I said earlier, anything with kids is scary. You've got people who hate Halloween getting killed by Sam because they deserve it. If you hate Halloween. That's the fate you deserve. You got
0: to follow the rules mm-hmm. of Halloween. An
1: amazing soundtrack that's super creepy and fun and festive. And honestly, I just think it's, to me, it's it's the ultimate comfort movie. Um, I really, I know a lot of people say every day is Halloween, but I literally, every day is Halloween. I am wearing something Halloween related. Every single day, I'm literally one of these Love, Paint, and Stitches purse people, so you never see me without a Love, Paint, and Stitches bag. Like, I am literally, if, if I could live in Halloween Town, I would. And Trick or Treat is the movie that takes me there. I think it's just, you know, I said Lost Voice is one of the most rewatchable movies in the world. Trick or Treat is right up there with it. I can watch that movie more than one time in a day. It's very easy to it. watch. Very mm-hmm. fun to
0: watch. Very easy to watch
1: yep absolutely so if you haven't seen it which is nobody because you've all seen it but if you haven't like literally hang this up and go watch it right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) hang up hang up your phone or your listening device the best
1: movie ever it's also the newest movie on my list but that movie was made for me like i am Rhonda. i am Rhonda. like that's my movie What about you? What's your number one, Josh?
0: All right, well, my number one is not going to be something that is going to be on a lot of lists, at least for a number one. It might be something that might be on lists, but not in top tens or top fives, or even, you know, it's not really your prototypical number one horror movie, but it's easily my favorite horror movie and you know i did have to sit down and like mull over my list and like what do i love what's stuck with me what have i what do i love what have i loved since i first saw it and to this day what has just stood the test of time and what is you know i can just pop it on whenever and to me that is tales from the crypt presents demon knight from 1995 directed by ernest dickerson and from the moment that i saw it in the theaters when it first came out you know, back in 95, I saw, I was like 15, I think when we went and saw it, which technically I shouldn't have been in the theater to begin with. I wasn't with adults. I was with my friends, but they weren't, they weren't, uh, IDing at the front. So thank you guys for not doing your job. I appreciate that. <laughs> but just between the, the, the music, the acting, the characters, the gore, the story, the gore, just, it was just fun from start to finish. Billy fucking Zane had the performance of his career. That I mean, I think like if you look on IMDb, I think that he said that this is his favorite performance. And we we're when we went to um, Mad Monster, they did do a um, they did do a uh, panel, and it had um, Tom, I think it was like Todd Masters, uh, Charles Fleischer, um, Ernest Dickerson, and Billy Zane. And just listening to them talking about the stories and everything like that, and just how everything went, and just you can and just like you know, like, the trust that the director put into Billy Zane for, like, the ad-libbing that he did do, or he just, like, with the character and stuff like that. Like, things that he brought to the table that just made the character better. But just the fact that they... Because the studios didn't have faith in the movie. You know, it was, like, one of those things where their budget was supposed to be much bigger than it was, and they said, well, you gotta work with this budget. But apparently the original original script for this was supposed to be much more demon-heavy, much more batshit insane. But then, of course, they're just like yeah, you have this money to work with, go have fun with it. But, and they did, because you can tell that, um, I mean, at least to me, it translated to the screen how much fun the movie was because of the fact that they had fun filming it. They had fun creating this world, this story. And um, that's something that really showed through to me because back from the first time I saw it to, you know, the other week when I watched it again, it's just fun from start to finish and just
1: it's a fun movie it's creepy billy zane is sexy william sadler is god it's <laughs> got the Keeper laughing at his own jokes which we all love about him yeah it's an amazing movie
0: yeah now when we meet john kassar i have to ask him why does the Keeper laugh at his own jokes so much
1: I mean, it's like the uh, i mean
0: he's a comedian he can tell like us the that
1: a mansion narrator
0: that's true he, <laughs> and yeah and me yeah well i'm doing it now. well the, the well the creep during the creep show tv show oh. he just laughs he doesn't even say anything he just goes
1: <laughs> he's cool too
0: i know he is cool too but yeah i i mean i remember in high school um i worked for the uh or i worked there there was work um i i was a part of the um the little school newspaper and i did movie reviews and so i did a review for demon knight and i remember i gave it a plus highest possible recommendation blah 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 like i'm just like it's got gore it's got titties it's got violence it's got demons it's got rock you know metal music and shit the soundtrack is great it's you know but yeah i i can't recommend it enough and i i know that it's got its lovers out there i know that anybody i ask who's seen demon night they love the movie but they Mm -hmm. it's not on a pedestal you know it's not on the pedestal but
1: it's def- It's an amazing movie. It's definitely in my top 20. It's um, the better of the two Tales from the Crypt movies, although Bordello of Blood feels uh, more like Tales from the Crypt.
0: Well, that's the thing. Um, and one of the things that they told us to do, which I did do um, at Monsterpalooza, they were talking about a, um, a podcast by uh, a, a channel called Dads from the Crypt. Yep, there goes one of the Tales from the Crypt toys. All right. Ghosts. Okay. Yep, well, that fell. So <laughs> we're talking about Tales from the Crypt, and the uh, vampire figure fell from the ceiling.
1: ghosts!
0: I was listening to a podcast, Dads from the Crypt, and um, I think it was, what, Gil Adler? I think his name was. Uh, I forget. Like, the producers, they were producers of Tales from the Crypt from, like, season three and on, but then they were producers of Demon Knight, but then also Bordello Blood. They were supposed to do the next movie, which which they hinted at at the end of Demon Knight, if you wait till after the credits. I think it was called Dead Easy or something like that. And they were literally scoping out places in New Orleans when they got called and said, no, come back. Come back to Hollywood. And then they pretty much got forced to make Bordello of Blood. But I'm not getting into that because you can just go to Dads from the Crypt and you can listen to it. I've already listened to all the episodes. I... Actually, it was a great listen while I was driving down to San Diego a few weekends ago.
1: Demon Night is actually a good movie, very rewatchable as well. But I mean, Bordello of Blood's fun too.
0: It's got its place. It's I, fun, but it's not but unwatchable. It's, but it's not. It's not anywhere near it's the same quality. Boy. It's not the same quality as Demon Night. Mm-hmm. Not even. Not even close. You know. But the
1: demons in Demon Night look so freaking cool.
0: They do, and the fact is, it's it. They worked so much with so little. And the things that they did and all the things that they came up with, like I said, it's just, it was a labor of love movie that transferred to the screen. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I can't gush enough about it, but I'm going to stop because this, we're trying to keep this short and we're already over an hour. So, Ooh. but before we go here, uh, let's see, we got some upcoming events coming up uh, this weekend because I am going to post this this week. Um, this weekend, the 7th, 8th, and 9th, we are going to Mad Monster Party in Glendale, Arizona, which is going to be our first time going to Mad Monster Party, mm-hmm. but, um, our friends have, uh, talked about it and said it's really good, so we're looking forward to that.
1: Excited. We've been to a lot of horror cons, but not that one, so mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: Nope, and, um, We're
1: following Love, painted and Stitches, just so you know, I do that.
0: No, she does. She, she is, <laughs> she is a psych, psychotic. hmm Yep but um and then later on in the month we've got uh Midsummer Scream which is making its triumphant return after 2018 and um the That's lovely little pandemic. It, and it looks like they're bringing it too from what we got yeah. from what I see going it's, on they're bringing it.
1: It's more of a Halloween convention than a horror convention although um they do have I mean John this has been there. Yep.
0: They had the entire cast of uh Nightmare three. They had all the dream, dream warriors. warriors there.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Guillermo's been there. Guillermo's what been there. In the Tom Holland has been there, but it's mostly a preview of all of the Southern California Halloween haunts that we do. The theme parks, the major attractions, um, the haunted ones they put on every year, like not scary farm, haunted, hayride, horror nights, um, 17th door, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we love doing all that. We, uh, I go to at least five haunts every year. It's, um, every halloween i mean that's definitely something that we've been doing for years and years and years so um it's really fun to get kind of a preview of what's going to happen like in the middle of summer before october
0: yeah and we're, we're definitely looking forward to that so we got that coming up but um but yeah so that was our top five horror movies of all time and um that's just a little taste of what we got coming up here. We appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to our pilot episode. We'll see if this uh, has legs and uh, what we got going on here. But, I mean, I don't know. I've got ideas for other things. I've got ideas for interviews and, you know, lists and movie reviews and things of that nature. I mean, we might, uh, you know, we'll go see a movie. We we'll might do just like a long movie review. We'll bring in some guests or some, you know, more lists like top five horror franchises you know we could bring up topics like what is the most overrated horror movie of all time and why is the exorcist who knows (laughs) we we got we got some ideas so in any case um if you got some ideas or you got some horror movie recommendations just go ahead and shoot them down in the comments or reach out to us on instagram again appreciate you guys for checking us out thank you for listening and we will see you guys next time
1: bye